You're listening to the Kingdom Culture Church podcast. To connect with us, hop on social media or go to kingdomculturechurch.com.au. Thank you. Good evening, everyone. So, my name's Rob Porter, and I'm the senior pastor here with my wife, Heather, at Kingdom Culture Church. And we are just delighted to see you all. It's just amazing to see everyone here. We want to thank you for choosing to join with us. What an amazing worship team we've got. Just incredible, beautiful choir. And I often say this, that it's not Christmas till we've sung Oh Holy Night a few thousand times. And, um, and it's so true. You know, sometimes we can feel like the Christmas story is one of warmth and peace and love, and it's certainly all of that. But when you start to sing that song about chains shall he break, for the slave is our brother, and in his name all oppression shall cease. You see, the Christmas story is the beginning of a remarkable story. The Christmas story is the beginning of a remarkable act. The Son of God who came to earth to give his life for you and me. So it started started the story as a baby, but grew to be a man who decided that he would lay his life down so that you and I can live. In his name, all oppression shall cease. We're going to read a portion of the Christmas story together. As in, I'll read it. You don't have to read it out, but we'll put it on the screen. Luke 2, verse 8 to 14 says, Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock, by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. And then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you you'll find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly, a lot of suddenlies in the Bible, but and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem, see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. When I read this part of the Christmas story, I notice three things. The shepherds were terrified, the angels were singing, and that sometimes it requires a journey, a road trip, in order to experience Jesus. Actually, when you read the full Christmas story, there was a lot of singing going on. Yeah. And, you know, it was like I, a few years back. Do you remember the uh, flash crowds that used to happen? You know, somebody would start singing in a crowded railway station, then 45,000 other people would join in, and they'd all sing in perfect pitch and doing a perfect routine. It hadn't been practiced. And I, I just I imagine, like, with the angels, like, all of a sudden there, there's this one angel, and then all of a sudden it's like the curtains pull back. Woof! And then it's like, hallelujah, 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 boom. 
and they disappear. <laughs> Number two, there was a ton of visiting, entertaining and people movement taking place. There was an awful lot of fear and anxiety gripping people's hearts. Actually, I was thinking about this singing, excitable people, anxiety. You could be watching Australia's Got Talent, the Christmas edition. But when you think about it, the visitors and all of that that was going on, God's in the middle of it all going, peace on earth, goodwill to all men. At Christmas, out comes Mariah Carey, <laughs> belting out, all I want for Christmas is you. Or you've got Wham whining on about last Christmas. I gave you my heart. But we can decide how much singing is going on in our lives. We can turn that off if we want. We can choose at Christmas whether we're going to be entertaining Mad Uncle Jack. Or we're going to stay at home. Or we're going to add to the traffic jam on the Bruce Highway. But fear and anxiety, we don't often have a choice about those things. They have a way of sneaking up on you and nibbling away at your peace on earth. Fear and anxiety are not a modern day problem. They're a problem common to mankind since the beginning of time. So anyway, let's get back to these shepherds from our reading. They are settled down for the night. Remember, there's no light pollution, so it's pitch black. Probably the stars, but it's pretty black. Kevin, the apprentice shepherd, he's new to the job. He's just posted an Instagram, me with sheep. Then there's Dave, the millennial shepherd. He's got a bit of angst. He's... He's just shared on Facebook that he's recently checked into the Bethlehem Hills Hilton. Try saying that. The Bethlehem Hills Hilton. And that his life totally sucks. And like literally dying of boredom, LOL. When, boom, it's like stadium lighting has switched on. And there's this heavenly being going, don't be afraid. I mean... Don't be afraid. Now, this angel has to be Enneagram 2. I, I can just see him standing up there with his other angel mates going, <laughs> watch this lot. <laughs> but he could have softened the shock a little bit, I feel. You know, if he was a British-born angel, Enneagram 6, oh, that's me. Um, he probably would have whispered on the breeze first and gone, hey, guys, don't want to alarm you, but in about 20 minutes or so, there's going to be a heavenly visitation. <laughs> Only trouble you for a few minutes. How does that sound? <laughs> nope. They get a visit from Henry the Angel, who specialises in surprises. Now, it might surprise you to know this, but I like my coffee and toast in the morning in isolation. I like my coffee made a certain way. I like... Two slices of toast, one with jam. I may or may not have to have it spread to the very edges so it's not done right. <laughs> Peanut butter on the other one. But on, at least on one occasion, I can remember Fred, and I'm walking up the, wherever it was, with a 
plate of toast and coffee, and Fred jumps out and goes, boo! <laughs> Did I scare you? Like, the dumbest question in the world when I'm wearing the coffee and the toast is sliding down the wall. I probably did utter something like, oh, you little tyke. <laughs> How amusing. Run along while I remake my breakfast. Anyway, back to the angel. Scares them half to death. Tells them not to be afraid. Tells them the good news that Jesus the Saviour is to be born in Bethlehem. And then as if to emphasise in text in bold underlined with capitals, thousands and thousands of angels appear shouting, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And surely that's what you and I want to hear again this Christmas time. Peace on earth, goodwill towards men. Because that's the eternal message. Goodwill, favour towards men, love towards men. Not anger, not separation, but the promise of reconnection and relationship with the Father through Jesus. So let's be honest here, in the story about peace on earth and goodwill towards men, though, there's an awful lot of fear going on. So I want to take a very quick look at four main characters in the Christmas story each of them handling their own fears in their own way. And you might recognize yourself in some of these characters. There was Mary, mother of Jesus. Mary was frightened when the angel appeared to her with the news that she was about to give birth to Jesus, or she's going to give birth to Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. Now, I mean, no pressure. I know all the parents in the room can relate to the whole parental guilt thing, that feeling of needing to get everything right, in your parenting and never quite succeeding. And I've got a meme we're going to put up, I believe. Yes, behind every great kid is a parent who's pretty sure they're screwing it all up. (laughs) All the parents said? All the people that kept silent aren't parents, but look out world. (laughs) Anyway, poor old Mary, she basically, this angel is telling her, you will be the mother of God. You are going to raise a perfect child. But if he's not perfect, if he ever says anything, thinks anything, does anything, says anything, gets involved in anything he shouldn't, he will be disqualified from being the saviour of the world. (laughs) Merry Christmas. (laughs) No pressure, Mary. Tis the season to be jolly. Deck your halls with boughs of holly. So she's standing there, taking all this in, Fear not, Mary, you've found favour with God. Like, thank you for the favour. She probably was thinking, like, go and sprinkle your favour dust elsewhere. Mary's response was, how can this be? How's this all going to work out? Mary's fear was inadequacy. Anyone ever feel inadequate? Not up to the task. She's worried about stuffing up the job of raising Jesus. You know, it's hard enough to get a teenager to stack the dishwasher properly, yet we've got one raising the Son of God. Maybe you're facing things that just seem impossible, and yet God. 
and yet God. There was Joseph, another character, Mary's fiance. Another angel appeared to him. They're popping out all over the place. <laughs> Do not be afraid. Don't be alarmed. White robes, dodgy white glow. So Joseph had to overcome the fear of disapproval. So when the word gets out that his fiance is pregnant, but not by him, his reputation is shot. So Joseph was thinking about opting out of his part of the deal. Like he, he was thinking, it says he was mindful to, to um, divorce her. But he could have made a big mistake. He could have opted out of the greatest supernatural thing that was going to happen in the earth. Man being reconciled to God. So many people opt out of friendship with God because of what their family and mates might say. What will people think? Maybe like Joseph this evening, you're hearing that voice saying, that little voice in your heart, that tug when we're singing, you're hearing that voice saying, I'm in this, don't miss out because of others' opinions. Don't let people talk you out of living with God in the center of your life. Zechariah, in the background of the Christmas story, there's this other story going on with Zechariah and Elizabeth. It was uh, Mary's cousin, Elizabeth and Mary. They've been praying for a baby for 30 years. Yeah. Angel appears to Zechariah, says, I'm about to answer your prayer. And he goes, what prayer? <laughs> the one you prayed 30 years ago. Well, thanks, I'm 60 now. <laughs> so we're going to have a baby. So he put the prayer on the shelf because of disappointment. And there's people in here tonight, we've stuck stuff away because of disappointment. We've gone, we've gone, hey, I'm not going back into another church. I don't want to be part of a church. I got disappointed. I don't want to give my life to Christ. I, I've tried all that before, and I got disappointed. Things didn't work out. It wasn't, I didn't get the house with the white picket fence. But the truth is, God is in the way of working things out, not the way we think sometimes, but the way he wants them to work out. And he answers in his own time. And it could be you've been waiting 30 years for this moment, but tonight is your night. And God answers prayer, and he's here, and he's going, hey, that, remember that prayer you prayed when you were a kid in Sunday school, and you said, Jesus, I give you my life. I, I just want whatever you've got for me. I'll do whatever it takes. And there's people in here tonight like that, gone, whatever it takes. And now he's answering your prayer, and he's saying, this is the time. This is the time for you. Fear of disappointment, stop you trying church. Fear of disappointment will prevent you trying something new. Fear of disappointment is the murderer of hope. And yet my Bible says hope in God and he will never, ever disappoint me. And that hope is the very center of this Christmas message. Last one is King Herod. Now he was fearful of losing his throne. Fearing lose of, loss of control, fearing having to step off his phone, off his throne, <laughs> off his phone. That's true. <laughs> there is a message in there. <laughs> Every now and then, God sends circumstances into our life just to remind us that He's on the throne. Yeah. You're not your own. You're his, and he says, now it's time to trust me again. Yeah. Put me back on the throne. There's people in here today like that. Fear of losing control. If I give my life to Jesus, what does that mean? What if I make him the center, the center of it all? Now, dependency on Jesus is the old-fashioned gospel, and it's truth that I 
been, keep coming back to over the years, leaning into God, making him the center, Jesus is Lord. And you know, fear of change can make you want to give up. The shepherds could have walked the other way. But the shepherds, they had a change of plan. They were trying to look after the sheep. And then you've got these angels saying, no, you need to go to Bethlehem. And tonight, God is stopping some people in their tracks and saying, hey, go this way. Come and worship the baby, Jesus Christ, the Lord. Come and find him. Take a journey. Step out and go where I want you to go. I like my life to be ordered and predictable. And, um, but it's so important we don't ignore the moving of God in our hearts this evening. Maybe God's interrupting your plans. Maybe you're just thinking about Christmas and he's going, you know what? Yep, come and celebrate Christmas. Come and celebrate with me in the center of it all. Me as part of your world. So you've got all these angels appearing, people being scared to death, slightly random and obscure messages. But why? Because they're trying to get people's attention to the main event, which is a baby born in a manger, the savior of the world. This gift that God was sending his son was not a king riding in with armies, power overthrowing the enemy, but a baby helpless, born to an obscure young girl in obscure surroundings in an obscure town. And that was the event that they were pointing everyone to. Why? Because in verse 10 it says, fear not, this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. You know, this was not hand sanitizer, rubber glove, epidural, doula chanting, delivery of baby. (laughs) This was the bit the angel forgot to tell Mary that she'd give birth in a stable, surrounded by animals, because Joe had forgotten to think ahead and book the Airbnb (laughs) at the busiest time of the flipping year. So there's a line in A Christmas Carol that I love, a little town of Bethlehem, it says, the hopes and fears of all the years are met in you tonight. And he is meeting with us tonight. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in you tonight. So this gift from God, this perfect present from the Father to us all, comes as what? A baby born in what was almost certainly filthy and insanitary, unhospitable conditions. It was in a way that was... Unimagined. The king was supposed to come with pomp, ceremony, and glamour. Yet this gift of God was wrapped in strips of cloth and in a feeding trough. And in another book of the Bible, it says, Jesus laid aside his majesty so that he could be born as a man, so that he could face death for everyone that has ever lived and will ever live. And that means you and me tonight. This is the gift the angels were pointing everyone to that they encountered in that season. They were saying, come and experience this gift of God for yourself. He delivers us from our sin. He heals us from our fears and anxiety. He restores my soul. And he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And there's nobody in here that needs to leave 
bound up with fear, bound up with anxiety, because Jesus is the King of Kings. Jesus is the Lord of Lords. And closing up, when did gift wrapping become fancier than the gift inside? I, I don't know about you, I've seen those places, Westfield Shopping Center, now you can just pay someone to wrap your gifts. It's amazing. You know, we live in a world, though, where through social media we wrap ourselves up in a certain way and we present ourselves with the perfect look to an online world. And yet we can be falling apart on the inside. And your experience might be tonight that you've come here not sure what the future holds, not sure how you're going to get through Christmas, not sure of a whole heap of things, and Jesus wants to meet with you tonight. It's the simplicity of the gospel. Jesus wants to meet with you tonight, relieve you of your fear, take away your sin, the things that burden you, and restore you to relationship with the Father. So we're going to stay seated. And I just ask that everyone would have their eyes closed and have our heads bowed. I just do know that God is speaking to people here this evening not to overlook the gift God is offering because of the way it's wrapped. Your situation might not be perfect. As a church, we've been looking at the book of James just talking about the sheer gift that comes through life circumstances. It's a gift from God to us. You know, if you piled up the presents under the Christmas tree and Christmas morning, your kids came down and they just went, wow, those look amazing, but never opened them. You'd be going, wow, what a waste of a gift. You know, many admire Jesus from afar. You maybe have admired Jesus from afar your whole life. But this evening it's time to unpack the gift God has given you and make a decision to turn away from your old life, live in friendship with God through Jesus Christ. You know, it's, I don't know what you're facing, as I've said, but God does. I don't know the anxieties and the fear that you have, but God does. All I know is He's the deliverer that has come. And the truth sets us free. Chains shall he break. Chains shall he break. He wants to break chains in here tonight. And in his name, all oppression, all fear, all anxiety, all depression, he will cast off in his name and stamp under his feet. So, if that's you tonight, and you've always wanted to make a decision for Jesus Christ. You've always wanted to know what it is to have that peace in your heart. I'd just like you to raise your hand. At the count of three. One, if you know that you need him. And two, your heart it's heavy and sore. Three, you want a way back from where you've been. Just raise your hand up high tonight. We've got people who want to meet with you afterwards. 
Just raise it up high. We'll only take a few more moments. Thank you so much. to a time of worshipping and singing but before we do that just pray with me as a, as a group let's pray together you repeat after me Jesus I thank you that you are the saviour of the world I thank you that you are my saviour I thank you that you release me from all sin And I relinquish it now. I thank you for your salvation. I thank you for your peace. I thank you that you came and died for me. And I accept the gift of salvation. Now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much.